If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast. Super excited to have you guys back today. And I have my very special guest. I don't usually have a team. And we have a team today. They're a family team. So I have Sarah and Kimberly Hanlon. We're going to talk about successful dynamics of a family-run business. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having us, Ursula. Yeah, I'm here, Yes. Oh, so excited. Thanks for bringing your beautiful energy. You too. I love just how you show up in the world and what you bring to your clients and everyone else. So I'm excited about this conversation and we're going to blow through some myths today about what it means to have a family owned business or what it means to, you know, work with a parent or a, a you know, a child and have that kind of relationship and bring it into a business. And I'm not saying this is for everyone. <laughs> and if you fail, like if your family dynamics wouldn't work in this, totally get it. That's not what it's about, but it is about seeing, you know, how, how magical it could be to maybe have family members and or just what it means to build team like family, like community. So we'll talk about all those things today. Before we do that, though, a couple of things. If you haven't yet, go to UrsulaInc.co, my new homepage, and grab our free course, Quantum Revenue Expansion, the masterclass. During that course, by the way, it's free, I talk about how you can create your brand new quantum revenue container to turn your annual income into your monthly income, which we always talk about on the show. We'll also talk about how to up-level your pricing packages and your marketing. Because often when you create this new revenue container, it becomes very clear that the old pricing is not gonna work, or maybe you have a new client you wanna work with, or maybe there's some things you have to let go of. So we talk about that during the course. And finally, we talk about how to collapse time 
which sounds kind of trippy, but there's some science involved in how to get to your goals even faster. So again, you can grab that. It's free. Go to UrsulaInc.co. It's on the homepage. Now, if you're ready to take a quantum leap and you're like, hey, Ursula, this is great. I've been playing along for a while and I want more. You can go to UrsulaInc.co forward slash apply because there you can send us your information and we'll get you all the details about our next 2X intensive course. It's a two-day course, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. And we'll show you exactly what you can do to not only create your quantum revenue container, but also to shave off 10 or more hours from your work week. So if that sounds fun, go to all those places. And finally, if you haven't left us a review yet and you feel inclined to do that, leave us a review wherever you listen, whether that's um, iTunes or somewhere else. And then after you leave your review, go to UrsulaInc.co forward slash giveaway. And we have a special gift for you there. I think I got all the details. My team's like, get it all, get all the details. I think I got them all. So now I'm excited to talk with these amazing women that I'm excited to introduce you to. Sarah Hanlon and Kimberly Hanlon are the mother-daughter duo, the co-founders and co-CEOs of More Law Minneapolis, the co-working community for legal professionals in the Twin Cities. Sarah came from a background of executive administration and Kimberly is a practicing attorney. And together they built a business focused on serving the needs of our particular niche and learning about entrepreneurship, leadership, and life as family run business owners. Oh my goodness. So many things we're going to talk about today. So let's start, let's start with Kimberly. Kimberly, tell us the story of the business, how, how it came to be and how you and your mom ended up working in the business together. Sure. Thank you, Ursula. So um, I actually started my practice in Oklahoma and I was in a suite of attorneys and it was such a lovely supportive community. And I ended up moving to Minnesota. Um, and when I came here and I was moving my practice here, I was moving my life here, I was moving everything here. And, and I looked around for some place that was similar to what I had in Oklahoma and it just didn't exist here. And so at the time, mom had just stopped working with my dad. My dad also had a business for many years and mom had a business um, on the side for a while, but she had worked for, for dad's company and she had just stepped back from that. And I said, hey, mom, what do you think about if we go to Minneapolis and um, set up this business? And mom said, I love it, I'm in. And so we, we pulled up roots and took dad with us, of course, all three of us moved up here. And um, mom and I opened this business, even though I hadn't gone to law school here, I hadn't grown up here, I didn't have um, connections here. I mean, we really stepped into what was really the coldest of cold markets. So I can say this for people who are thinking about starting a business. You know what, we, we went the hardest route possible. And if we can do it, you can do it too. Oh my goodness. And not only cold in the sense of a cold market, but cold in the sense of cold weather. What was the, tell me more, like what was the draw to Minnesota? Like what, like what really brought you here? So I was, I spent, I spent the 1990s in New York city. And when I was in New York city, I didn't have any asthma problems. I had grown up in Oklahoma. I ended up back in Oklahoma um, shortly after 9-11. And I discovered that not only had I not outgrown my asthma. It had actually gotten worse in my adulthood. I just was living in an environment that didn't have so many triggers. That last year that I was in Oklahoma, I ended up in the emergency room with 
near fatal asthma attacks three times. And that was while I was on asthma control medication that I didn't want to be on. So I literally Googled the top 10 best cities for people with asthma. On that list, the three cities I was most interested in were Minneapolis, Portland, and Seattle. And Minneapolis won. Who knew? I didn't know that. See, this is, the, yeah. this is what I love about this show because I learned all these <laughs> secrets that I didn't know. All right. So, so Sarah, all right. Kimberly comes to you and she's like, mom, I've got this idea and we're going to uproot and move to Minneapolis. And it sounds like you just were like, yeah, let's go. I mean, you started your own business. You'd been in business with your husband. You've been on, you've been on this entrepreneurial train for a while. Did you have any hesitations or did you just feel like you just knew this was the next thing for Kimberly and you were going to be part of it? Well, uh, <laughs> it, it sounds really crazy now that I'm going to share this with you. <laughs> yeah. Because if I didn't know myself, I would think, okay, that is the nuttiest, craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the decision to go to Minneapolis was actually an invitation from Kimberly. She had emailed me mm. and said, these are the three cities. Where would you consider? And it probably took me less than 10 seconds to respond, Minneapolis. So there was no thought or having to think about that or let me check all these no it was minneapolis uh, for lots of reasons one is i grew up in iowa 10 miles from the minnesota border and 40 miles south of rochester minnesota which everyone seems to know where the mayo is and it's midwest and you know uh ursula if i was given a choice of having summer weather all year round or four seasons, what would give me the greatest joy? And I'd pick four seasons anytime, all, all day long, because I, I can get bored with good weather. And I know that sounds nuts right there. No, it doesn't because I lived in California for 16 years. Totally feel you on that. Yeah. So I, I love it. And I love the people. I love what, you know, who they are the environment, everything about it. And you know, Kimberly, having lived in New York City for 10 years, it didn't take her but one tour of Minneapolis to say, oh my goodness, this is like New York City, only better. And so no wonder they call it the Minneapolis, which I've heard of many times that people that come from other places say, oh yeah, this is the Minneapolis. I feel like we just did a commercial for Minneapolis for our listeners all over the world. Come to Minnesota, come and visit us. We have a lot to offer more than you would think. It's not just cold here. So it sounds like Sarah, it was a pretty, pretty easy decision. And you felt the pull to Minneapolis as well. Yeah. And so that part was easy to do. Now we had uh, taken a trip together and uh, this was a graduation trip after Kimberly um, finished law school. And we had kind of made a family pact that wherever we would go, we would move as a unit. Mm -hmm. And that came about because I come from a very large family. We're scattered to the winds. My husband comes from a very large family, scattered to the winds. And then Kimberly's our only daughter. And at the end of life, how fun is it to say, oh, yeah, I had a sex successful life. And no, it wasn't spent with my daughter. She lived in Timbuktu and we lived here. Yeah. I mean, at the end of it, it's like that that's just not a fun existence. If I had 12 kids, I think it'd be okay to have them all scattered to the winds. I may be like, you know what? I'm done being mom. Right. <laughs> we have one. 
it's kind of like you're, it's a different dynamics. Yeah. And so when Kimberly had the health issue, it was a no brainer that we would move together. Yeah. And then I just want to also clarify. Um, yeah, I did work uh, with my husband in his business, but that was at the later part of his business. So my husband had a very successful um, construction mechanical business and he had it for almost 30 years, but I was a good support team for him on that. And then when I left corporate America, then I uh, worked in his office for a short amount of time. But really, as far as being an entrepreneur, I was raised on a farm. And so there's no better example of working with family members on a farm. And I have to say too, that my brothers and sisters don't have a problem being entrepreneurs because I think entrepreneurs really, a lot of them come from farms because that's what it is. It's a family owned operated business. Everyone pitches in and, and works. So being afraid of being an entrepreneur, I, I've, I've never, I've never had that fear. Yeah. That's beautiful. So a couple of things I want to highlight that you shared. Number one, this is a great sign for myself and my husband that it's possible we can follow Luca around the country someday or around the world and he will let us. <laughs> Number one. Number two, I totally agree with you about farms. It, like, And the other thing about growing up on a farm, because you work 24-7 and you know what hard work is. And my first job was hoeing beans for $3 an hour in a candy bar and a soda pop, which we didn't get otherwise. So this was like big deal, right? But once you grow up on a farm and you, you work all the time, everything else to me has seemed easier. Like to me, it was hard to get under a hot tin roof when it's 110 degrees and throw bales. Like that's hard work. Everything else has then has been easy. So I don't, I don't know about you, but um, this is like, true. Right? That's a very good. That's a very accurate statement, Ursula. Yes. You'll never work harder than you've ever done on a farm. Uh, the rewards are huge. And I think that's why people love to farm. Yeah. I personally... Uh, I always felt when I did leave the farm, what could be harder than that? Nothing. And what could be scarier than gambling with mother nature and everything else you have to face to even be a successful farmer. And to think my dad was successful enough that he put kids through college. I don't even know how he did that. He had a goal, right? Which we are, we're going to talk about today, the importance of, you know, having a clear goal, knowing what you're creating. And for our listeners, I think you're already getting a sense of the cool dynamic that Sarah and Kimberly have. And uh, I'm going to start with Sarah first and then Kimberly. What's it like? What's a day in the life like working with your daughter, Sarah? Well, it's super easy. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you why it's super easy. <laughs> because I... I I recognize Kimberly as a fully grown woman. And so even though my title is mom, and yes, she is my daughter, I gave birth to her, but I see her more as um, a mature businesswoman. And you know, Ursula, we, we come with different skill sets. So there's not any kind of competition. I think that's the most important thing is there's no competitiveness. Uh, I, I believe that jealousy is a negative. I don't see any positive in, in being jealous about something. Yeah. And so it just flows because what I do is what I'm very good at. 
And what Kimberly does, she's very good at. And we don't cross the lines because it's very clear to me that what Kimberly has in knowledge, I have no idea. Uh, it's like Kimberly does the numbers. She does the marketing. I am a total failure at that. But if Kimberly had to run the front desk and greet the great uh, clients, she'd go <laughs> screaming down the hall. So we, we have our very set of what we do. And... And I, and I, I'm going to go back to the farm, Ursula, on that. And we, it, it, it's to think that my my parents, to give them some credit here, they they were having the farm between the 40s and the 50s and and on, but they had a very like that's women's work and that's men's work. So do we compete with our brothers to clean out the chicken barn? Nope. And did my brothers compete with us to put on meals on the table? and handle the laundry and the clean of the house. No, but now today I think more modern farms, uh, yeah, everyone pitches in, but when you have a big family, the work's divided up and you don't, you don't fight about it. You, and so that's kind of what, what we have. And so it, 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 that part is easy for me. Well, you speak, to, and for everyone who's listening, I think I wanna make sure everyone's hearing the importance of knowing your role and knowing your lane and staying in it. And also though, surrounding yourself with people who, who can support you in the way. So, you know, Kimberly, for you to identify and say, wow, look at what mom's done in her life. You know, she's an expert at customer service and, you know, processes systems and running front desks and running this part of the business. Wouldn't it be amazing? Like the fact that Kimberly, you could identify that in your mom and Sarah, that you can identify Kimberly is a grown woman. She is CEO. I want her to have that role. I want her to, you know, focus on the numbers. So for our listeners, whether or not you're in a family owned business or you're inviting people into your business, like be really clear on the roles you want people to play. So awesome. So Sarah, thank you for that. So Kimberly talking about, like talking about the numbers, right? Sarah's like, Kimberly is really good at the numbers. I know that to be true. I know that you think about it a lot. You've, you're growing a successful business. You've grown successful businesses. You have multiple streams of income. So thinking back on your life and, you know, especially your professional career, was there a moment or a period of time where you realized that your annual income, like a former annual income had become suddenly a monthly income? <laughs> yes, actually. Yes. And it, and it's funny how it happens. Um, you know, when I look at like what my, what my income was when, when I lived in New York city, I wasn't an attorney. Then I was a fashion designer, believe it or not. And young. And, uh, and what my income was then compared to, to what even like our, like <laughs> compared to even like what it takes one week to run, to run this business, the income that it takes. Right. Or even when we started this business, when we look back and like, and we've expanded twice. So we had the initial, then, you know, when we started out with initially, we expanded and then we expanded again. So we have significantly more real estate now than we did when we started. When we look back at like what we used to fret over on what was our, our monthly uh, rent obligation, you know, and what our, what our overhead back then was, I mean, it's laughable, right? Because what, what we were then is like a pittance compared to what it is now. And, um, and it, for me, that it is a little bit of that story of how, you know, if you take a frog and you put it in a, in a pot of boiling water, or no, 
if you put it in a pot of regular water, turn up the heat little increment by increment, the frog will get used to it and will stay in the pot of boiling water. You know, as opposed to just throwing like a, a frog into a, a pulling, boiling pot of water, how it'll jump out. Well, in, in many respects, my ratcheting up of what is normal in my mindset of what is, what is a normal amount of money or what's possible or whatever has been like that incremental growing, growing, growing. And what used to be freak out amount is like nothing now. Yeah. And I recognize that. And now I see like, okay, instead of having a freak out amount, you know, up here, oh, I can just now intentionally turn up the dial. Yes. Yes. Oh, the frog analogy is so good. And it is interesting how like we, we keep expanding, right. And what used to seem scary now doesn't seem like a big deal at all. So when that started to happen, uh, what shifted for you in your personal life and your professional life? In other words, as money started to come in, did anything shift or did you have a plan for the money? Did it go back into the business? Did you go, um, do something fun? Like what shifted for you around money? Well, we've always had a plan for the money and we still have a plan for the money and we will never not have a plan for the money. Part of that is um, there's that expression, money loves a plan. Uh, and then too, it's like, um, I don't know. It's just, I always like to, to look at money as a resource. And, and if I can take something and use it in a, in a way to build something else or not even something else, something more out of it. I like, I have, I have this thing that I like to say, I want my dollars to go out and make friends and, and bring back four brothers. Right. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I, even though we are, are significantly down the road from when we started, I still live a pretty, I don't know, I'm not massively frugal, but I, but I'm not, I don't live a lavish life lifestyle. And you know what? I could, I could 10 times my income now, and I still wouldn't live a lavish lifestyle because there's just, to me, there's so much more to experience in life than just like having stuff around. Yeah. And so I always want to look at what's possible. And so it's, it's about for everyone really living their values when it comes to money. Cause I think there is that belief and that perception when people, you know, start making more and more money that they automatically are spending it on material things. And we know a lot of entrepreneurs who spend it on experiences as you're talking about and things to enhance, you know, their family and, you know, many things. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. I've, I'm going to come back to you because there's other questions, but I want to check in with Sarah. Sarah, you grew up on a farm, as you mentioned, your husband had a business, you had a business, you're in Kimberly's business. Um, I'd love to hear about your money journey. Like what was your money journey? Like, were there beliefs that you had to shift about money? What do you believe about money today? I, I have, I had to really shift my, my idea about money because being on the farm, it was like money myths that were told to me that I actually bought into, mm -hmm. uh, money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> the oldie goldie right you know and and talk about being frugal I mean my parents were so tight you could really hear them squeak and it and it's and it's because they were operating a farming business that yeah. farming was tough yes. and so I get that and and I think that's where 
when Kimberly said, when we, when we have more revenue, do we buy stuff? No, I didn't grow up with stuff. And, and really having nice things is wonderful, but it's, it, but it, but it is a short term gratification. And I think that when you take your money and you pay off debt, that gratification is such a long lived, good feeling experience. Yes. And so you can think of, well, do I want the new handbag or do I want to pay off an investor? You, you, you know, there's just, there's, there's no uh, hesitation about what you want to do with your money. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think that also comes from that. But I had a whole thing of about money. You know, uh, you don't uh, money gets you into. Um, I, I don't remember exactly now what the quote was that our parents always said, but it was like having a lot of money was not a good thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, oh, uh, you know, it's like I think my parents must have felt like, how did they get that much money? Because uh, we work really hard and we don't have that money, all, all those kinds of things. So I had to, I, I wrote down all the things that I thought about money. It was, the list was probably about 50 things and none of it was true. So that was my first acknowledgement that that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And um, I am like Kimberly, where I think money is a tool. There is no shortage of it, though that that was another myth. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you, you're thinking if Ursula has a, a million dollars, that must mean that there's not another million out there for me. She uh -huh. has the million. I, I can only get maybe 10,000. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that that's really, you know, you see, so you have to really look at that. Look at, I would encourage people to write down all the things that they think about money. Yeah. And then really have another view about it. And like, is that really true? Yeah. To ask and what's then, not about it. Yeah. And then shift that. But I know that there is a lot of money out there just floating around. And it's not assigned to anybody. Yeah. But I'm pulling it to me, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, all right. This is really big and I want to make sure we kind of, we float, we swim around in this for a moment because what's also amazing is that this is what you taught Kimberly or what Kimberly got to absorb by being around you. And so, so what, like, what did you want Kimberly to know about money? And like, she obviously Kimberly went to law school and Kimberly started a business. Like there, there was, there were beliefs that Kimberly has or developed right and some of it or a lot of it came from you and your husband and what you passed on right these generational beliefs so when you look back Sarah what do you what was your intention what did you want Kimberly to believe about money and business and what was possible for her well I wanted her to believe that uh, she deserves it mm. I wanted her to know that actually in life she could be whatever she chose to be it did, it did matter to me. Like, let's say Kimberly came home and said, you know what? I love repairing refrigerators. Oh my God. That's the thing. I want to do that. You know, I would be happy with that because I have found as we've all experienced, uh, 
I'm not going to pick on doctors, but let's just say the profession of being a medical doctor. Yeah. You, you can go to a medical doctor and you love this person being man or woman. Why? Because they have such a joy in medicine. Then you can go to another doctor and you're like, oh my God, that was grueling. And why? Because they hate their profession. And it's, but they, they, they spend so much money getting there that now they can't choose something else. So the, the end thing of that is I think when you, when you find your joy in something, you will, you will actually learn how to make a living and beyond, but it's the joy. You got to find the joy first, Beautiful. whatever it is. And so I, I wanted to pass that on to Kimberly that, that whatever she wanted to do, um, it would be fine with me. And you, you, when you make a decision on that, it doesn't have to be lifelong. Like she, she was a designer, but then she was able to pivot into something else. And she might even pivot again. Who knows? I don't know what that girl's up to. So right. it's like, you know, it's okay to not feel like, oh, well, I chose to be a teacher. So now I'm going to be a teacher for 50 years. So um, I, I, I don't want that for anyone. Yeah. I want them to only be a teacher if that's what they want to do, that they love to do. And then they wake up and go, I get to do this. That, that I think that's most important. So, so many thoughts here. I, I have to highlight these points. And for all of those, all of us in the world who need some reparenting right now, here you go. Here you go, listeners all over the world. This is our opportunity to, to receive some parenting in, a, in such a loving way, Sarah, but also some, some lessons that, you know, if you didn't get them from your parents, that's okay. Everybody's parents did the best that they could. However, in this moment, this is your moment to say, this is also possible for me. If it's possible for Kimberly, if Sarah told Kimberly it was possible for her, it's possible for you. Number one, you deserve money. Number two, you can do anything. And as Sarah said, follow the joy of what you want to do, right? The joy is always an indication of that's what I should be doing. You're right. There's medical doctors who probably shouldn't be practicing. There's lawyers who shouldn't be practicing, right? It's not their joy. Go find something else. And, and it's never too late to pivot or to pivot as many times as you can, right? Kimberly, I love that you went, and I didn't even know that, that you went, you were a designer and then you went to law and now you're an entrepreneur and such a great example that you followed your joy. So Sarah, thank you for, for that. I feel like there's a, a podcast potential happening for you two or for you two separately. Cause um, we all, we all need this. We need this, this advice and, this information that not only Sarah, you shared with Kimberly, but Kimberly, you're a living example. So Kimberly, how did like hearing your mom share all these things, like how does that resonate with you in this moment? Um, what's coming up as, as you listen to her? Well, you know, I do have the world's most wonderful, amazing mom. I know. I know. <laughs> and I have to say this, you know, not, not everybody has a mom like my mom, you know, like, and I, and I, I'm not, I don't mean to malign grandma, but, but I could not be in business with grandma. I, mom wouldn't have been able to be in business with grandma. Right. That so, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just, um, she was a hard woman and she did the best she could, but, um, yeah, my, my mom is amazing. And, um, one of the things about being, as she said, a grown up adult at this point, there's not anything that I need mom's permission for. 
but she always gives wise counsel mm -hmm. and, um, and she has valuable feedback for me. So I still turn to her for um, that sounding board. Yeah. Yeah. I have an awesome mom too, who would say things to me like someday you're not going to clean your house. You're going to have someone do it for you, which is true. She said, someday you're going to wear business suits and you're going to do whatever you want to do, which is true. Someday you're going to go to college, which I did. And I think I just was talking to her, to, to her this morning and I always remind her, I'm like, I'm so grateful for all the beliefs that you believed into me, right? Like we are very fortunate. And for our listeners, if that didn't happen, you know, find the mentors and the friends. There are people around you who can believe beliefs into you and to hold that space. So we, we don't have tons of time left. This has been so good, but Kimberly, I have a, we have a couple more things I want to cover. So Kimberly, when you think back about your money and revenue and business growth journey, what are two tips that you can give our listeners for breaking through an income ceiling? Because you've done it, you've done it multiple times. You were talking about it before about like, you look back and you think, oh my gosh, you know, our rent used to be this and that seemed like a big deal and now it's this. Like how did, how were you able to bust through those income ceilings and keep going to the next level and the next level? So for one thing, whatever it is that is going to be your bust through point is going, you're, you're going to have to start on that journey and endeavor to be on it before you think you're ready. And so let me give an example, if you don't mind. Please, yes. So when we, when we started, we started out with half of the fifth floor. And then we said, okay, we're ready. We thought that we were getting ready to, to do that first transition from, from that first expansion. And, and I would say that during that time, it did occur to us that we were, we were coming up to being ready. And we did that expansion, and then we grew into it. When it came time for us to do the second expansion, we were having conversations with the building. And we were, we, we, we definitely want, we had this as a goal, and it's what we wanted to do, but, but our numbers did not indicate that we were ready right? But, but we felt like the time was right for us. And so two things about it is by, we didn't make the commitments until we were prepared to, but we, we started doing the legwork and, and started preparing ourselves and, and even preparing, you know, uh, the building owners to say, hey, you know, we want you to know that, that, that we want this space and this is where, this is where we want to bring our business and this is what we want to do. And, um, it, that allowed us to step into it, right? And by the time it was, by the time it, the time was there, you know, miraculously things just fell fell in place, and we were we were able and we were ready. And then the second thing is, instead of looking at where you are right now and say, "Oh, where I am now, I can't I can't get there," or like I'm not ready to get there, or I have to have X Y Z before I can even consider getting there. I'm like, no, instead of doing that, say where, look at where it is that you want to get to. And, but no, realistically, this is what you need to, to bridge that gap. But then look, instead of saying, I can't get there, or I have to have X, Y, Z say, how can I get there? As soon as you, as soon as you start asking yourself, how can I like a certain creativity and thinking starts to come into play. And then instead of, for me, instead of looking at, oh, well, you know, this is what we're offering and, 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 you know, I'll have to have, you know, this many more people 
join us for us to be able to get there. I'm like, oh, you know what? How can we get there? Well, I could do this, but I also see if we added this, this, and this, that could might get us there or at least get us on the road, right? And it, And I know that sometimes the business growth is more of a meandering path than people expect, but still you, you chart it out. And then in the question of, of how can I, that, that uh, miraculous meandering path will just like show its way to you. Yeah, awesome. I'm just to highlight. So it's really about making that decision, even when you're not quite ready or even when you're not sure, it's like this yes. is the next level, this is where we're going. And then that, you know, that ego part of us that wants to keep us safe is like, well, how in the heck am I going to get there? And you're saying, ask the question and mm-hmm. start to see what's bubbling up. The answers are there. The way will be shown to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that. All right. So, so many things, um, Sarah, I want to bump to you and then Kimberly, will do a little bit of wrap up Sarah for our, for our CEOs all over the world who are listening. Some of them might be having their best month in business and others might be really struggling coming out of the pandemic and not sure what to do next or how to keep going, might want to give up. What is your best advice for someone who's just, who's hit the wall right now? My best advice would be for anyone in business, anyone hitting up against the wall is you really need a person that thinks bigger than you and believes in you. So in Kimberly, I'm going to backtrack when we were doing our build out. At that point, uh, after our, you know, our first build out, at that point, we needed to think bigger. But we, we didn't have the capacity to think bigger. And, and we also realized something that was so important. And I think, I think it was a make or break for us. And that was we got ourselves a business coach. And his name is, was Arnold. And Arnold passed away from brain cancer right in the middle of our, our, our doing our, our growth. But Arnold was a big thinker. And I realized not only was he a big thinker, he, he was extremely successful in businesses. He had many, many multi-million dollar businesses. But he gave me so much positive input about myself. And one of the things he said to me is he said, Sarah, don't look down. Mm. Always look up. Mm. And it was just, it was like, he looked at our books, he looked at our numbers, he looked at us and he said, you know, there's nothing, there's no reason why you can't make this work. And you need somebody like that. When you're hitting up against the wall, you need a, you need a cheering squad. And I would recommend any business owner. I mean, athletes don't get to go to the Olympics by themselves. Right. They always have a coach and a, the greatest basketball player or the golf player or whatever they want in life. And I never, it never occurred to me, Ursula, that as a business owner, you need a coach. But every business owner needs a coach. And what, so how do you search for a coach? You search for a coach with somebody who is all double successful as you. Because if you get a coach that's in the same position you are, they can't grow you. You, you need a coach that's already been there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they can help shift your mindset. 
They can help you do like Kimberly said, get you from A to B. And it's just, uh, I, I, that would be my greatest, that, that is, that is uh, the golden nugget of That's every, for every business owner. They got to have a coach. Have a coach. <laughs> I agree with you. Amen to that. And, you know, you, I've shared with you guys just how many coaches I've had. And, and even in this moment, like the coaching spaces that we're in and other CEOs. So beautiful, Sarah, thank you for sharing. Kimberly, two things, your best advice for someone who, a CEO who's struggling right now. And then, and then tell us about your, you have a very special offer for our listeners. Sure. So when you're facing like tough times, just remember that tough times come and go. Um, life is sort of circular. It's kind of like we, we're on a wheel where there are times when we're up and there's times when the wheel is squishing us and, and uh, it, it passes. So, and it's the way of life. It's, it's not always going to be um, super roses and just keep going. Yeah. You know, it'll all work out. Just keep going. You, you really only fail if you give up. Yeah. Yes, that is so true. All right. Awesome. Tell us about your offer for our listeners. What do you have? Sure. So um, we primarily do, I mean, we serve people in the the legal professions, um, but we do have uh, conference room rental and, uh, and video conferencing equipment that anybody can come and use. So if you have a meeting or uh, a training, we have like a classroom style. If you have something that, that you want to, to have in uh, downtown Minneapolis, we would be delighted to have you. And we have a coupon code for you, 20% off your services. And the coupon code is Ursula is the best. So when you come and tell us Ursula is the best, we will say, you know what, we completely concur. And for that, we're gonna give you 20% off. You guys are amazing. I love you so much. And we'll have all of this in the show notes for our listeners all over the world. So just 30 seconds from each of you before wrap up, just because I feel like I want to make sure we hear from both of you. Um, Sarah, 30 seconds, just to wrap up from you, anything else you want to add that we didn't talk about today? Oh my goodness. There's so much to add. <laughs> I think we covered a lot. We did cover a lot. Um, I, I would agree with Kimberly. Um, you only fail if you quit. Yeah. And whatever you're going through, it will pass. Good. Good. I feel like it's just like this, whoever is listening out there, this message needed to come through for them right now. So Kimberly, final words from you or anything else you want to add that we might've missed? You know, as we have gone through this journey, there's been so many um, miracles that have shown up for us. Sometimes they're just small, little tiny things, but we always celebrate them. And I feel like when when you're looking for them, you will see the miracles. And when you acknowledge them and celebrate them, more will, more will come. So um, even in tough times, there are, there's little delicious things happening um, to and around you. So um, wake up, look at them, acknowledge them, celebrate them, and you'll just have nothing but more and more. Beautiful. All right, you two. Kimberly Hanlon, Sarah Hanlon, thank you so much for being here today. You're an amazing duo. We wish you so much success and we love that you're part of our community. To our listeners all over the world, we're so grateful for you as well. If there's anything we can do for you, you can email us, email me directly at Ursula at UrsulaInc.co. That comes directly to me. 
And I'd love to hear what you love about the show or any topics you'd like me to talk about. That's it for now this week, everybody. Go out and make it your most epic week yet. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. 